you know that the meme sayings like behind every successful man is a woman something something do blow my mind you are terrified they don't like someone if they feel an off energy you need to let go if i expect miracles every day they happen to me every day Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Law of Attraction Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Graziano, and today in the studio, we have a beautiful human who I know you're going to relate to. You're going to learn so much about intuition. Today, we're going to tap into all things about the divine feminine as a man or a woman. Today, we're going to talk about everything that makes you feel alive and how you access those higher frequencies to manifest the life of your dreams. Halla is the co-founder of Awakening. You saw her husband on here last week on the show. This is the biggest breathwork company in the world. These guys know how to breathe to manifest. Welcome to the show, Halla. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. So beautiful to have you here. We've been chatting for an hour off camera. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, we have to do that on camera. We're like, oh my God, wait. We have to do that on camera. There were so many things that you you just filled with these like golden gems of knowledge. I love that. And actually I heard about you through your husband, but I'd already seen you online. I'd seen you through the work that you two have done mm -hmm. and the power couple and you lead this path where I was like, I want a man like that one day. Boom, manifested it. <laughs> I love it. So what started you out in breath work? Were you always into it? No, I, first of all, when I got into personal development, it was for my own healing. And I started reading different self-help books. I was exploring Buddhism, mindfulness, meditation. I was looking at how to shift my mindset. So many different things, just really hungry for the information. And initially I got into hypnotherapy and coaching and a few other modalities. And through one of my clients, I found breathwork. So I was actually giving my client a session and she said, I just have this intuitive sense that you should try breath work. And at the time I thought she was talking about maybe meditation to improve my, I mean, sorry, breath work to improve my meditations and maybe a little bit of like yoga techniques and so on. So I didn't think much of it, but I did note it in the back of my mind and I was like, okay, one day I'll get to it. So fast forward, I was in Bali and Lucas and I were at a cafe and I saw this little poster on the wall that said breathwork workshop. And I knew that I needed to at least check it out. We had our holiday. I was like, this is the perfect time to go. And I remember saying to Lucas, let's go and check out this breathwork workshop. And he was like, I already know how to breathe. No, thank you. Wow, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not keen. And we laugh about that now because I had this wave come over me of fire. And I know that you would have this as well. Sometimes the woman just knows, okay? And in that moment, I knew that we needed to go. And so I was like, we're going, get on the bike. Let's get to this workshop. We were the last ones in the door. And we started doing these breathing techniques that they were teaching. And within about 10 minutes, I realized that it was nothing like what I thought. 
And so, I mean, the podcast that you did with Lucas explains a lot about going into non-ordinary states of consciousness and how powerful breathwork actually is. But long story short, I'll just say that that experience changed my life. And I got up and I knew that this was my thing. Like I, I, I was converted. I knew I needed to study everything that I could about breathwork. And that sent Lucas and I on a different trajectory. So up until that point, he was tattooing and really more of a creative. And when we experienced breathwork, he was like, I found something that I can envision myself working with to help people in the way that you do. And so fast forward, we now have a company together and we tour all around the world and share these events, share breathwork together. Gosh, that is so beautiful. I love that. And the tours and everything you guys are doing is phenomenal. I am so coming to speak at one of your things. I can't wait. I'm so excited. (laughs) The seeds have been planted. (laughs) The seeds are totally planted. So you talk about intuition a lot. You said at the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, just now you felt that intuition. You felt the intuition so many times in your life, as have I. I wake up, I feel the intuition to do certain things. I feel the intuition towards certain people. I know I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what I'm meant to be doing right now. This is where I'm meant to be going. So your nickname, the Oracle, is that- <laughs> I because, saw that. Isn't that cool? So sweet, Thank Is you. that because you've always been in tune with your intuition, but what are your tips for anyone who doesn't have that kind of natural intuition, but they want it. They want to wake up and feel the same way you and I do and have the visions. And mm-hmm. then we'll talk about how you amplify somebody. Great. I love that. I would say that I've always been sensitive, but I didn't have the words to describe it. I didn't understand my sensitivity. But as a kid, I would have certain premonitions about things. For example, I do remember distinctly that when I was maybe around eight years old, we were going on a family holiday. And as everyone was gathering their bags and about to leave, I remember telling my mom that I needed to go upstairs for something. And I ran and I got paper and pencils and I wrote a message. If I'm not going to swear, like of burglar on these pieces of paper. Oh, you can totally swear on the show, honey. I wrote fuck off burglar on all of these pieces of paper and I placed them on every bed in our house and I didn't tell anyone. And we left on our holiday and we got back and the house had been broken no into. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. So that's just one example. There'd be other things like I would tell my parents that I didn't think that certain people were good for them. There were just certain things that I knew. And I actually believe that so many children are this intuitive naturally and kids speak the truth, right? We know that they're so unfiltered. If they don't like someone, if they feel an off energy, they'll just say it. And our conditioning, so whether it be our parents that say, you can't speak like that, that's not real, you know, go back to your room, blah, blah, blah. We start to question ourselves and shut down these natural knowings. So fast forward into my teens, I remember there were certain situations where I wanted to speak more about my intuition and things that I was picking up spiritually. So for example, I remember saying to some of my friends, do you believe in ghosts? And do you sense spirits around you? And I remember being laughed at and these moments of shame and then making the decision to shut down Mm -hmm. and hide that part of myself. So again, I would say that I have always been intuitive. I believe that most of us are more connected than we realize, 
but I learned to shut it down and it really came back up and got reignited in my 20s. Wow, powerful. So it was something that I believe I was born with. I think we're all born with it. And mm -hmm. then like you say, society or the way we've been conditioned, it shuts it down or it grows it. And it's interesting because when I was at school, I used to tell people, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I feel like you're gonna get with this guy or like we were young, or you're gonna you're gonna get this particular grade or you're gonna do so well. And people mm -hmm. would be like, Ugh. and I'd be like, I felt like I was being judged for just giving my feeling on intuition, but it was so real. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. I didn't see it as, as anything else other than love, right? And I would just wanna give that love and express that love. And so it's so beautiful to meet other people who also have tapped in and not let it disappear no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it served me a later life because here I am now, I've used my intuition to have manifested my entire life. Like every single thing around me, I manifested through my intuition. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew I was meant to be a motivational speaker because I heard the words pop into my head one day when I was at my lowest point, when I thought I was gonna die and the words came, you're gonna be a motivational speaker. And that was the hope I needed to get me out of that place so that I would go on with a bigger purpose in life and quit mm -hmm. thinking about the shit I was going through yes. and focus on, hey, if I get out of this, I'm gonna help other people. So that's intuition, right? You talk so beautifully about how intuition amplifies in a relationship. You and Lucas have been together 17 years. You guys story. are so <laughs> inspirational. You're, you. you're so beautiful together. When I saw you online, the two of you, you know, doing the breath work with Travis Barker and this one and that one, you celebrities, it was just amazing that you've worked with. But I would look at it and I would go onto your pages afterwards and see the love, mm. see the, the genuine connection, business together, you work together, you fucking own life together, <laughs> yeah. you're in love together. Like, how do you do it all? Look, it has been a journey to get to this point. I am not going to say that it's easy. I think that when you find your person, you still have to figure out how to do life together. And some areas come more naturally than others. So for a start, the foundation of the relationship that I have with Lucas is that we are best friends. So we genuinely want the best for each other, whether that means that we're together or not. That type of love is actually what keeps us together because we're so committed to each other's well-being and success and purpose. And it's, it's sincere. It's honest. It's not like, I want you to be happy to the extent that you're with me, that, that you make me happy or you fulfill my needs. No, I genuinely can say I want what is best for him. I love him that much. So that level of devotion to one another is felt. It's a given in our relationship and it builds this respect, like ride or die level of trust. Wow. And from there, getting into business was a whole other level. Like I had my way of doing business. I was running my own thing at that point. And then to bring him in and he's very creative. He's not very structured. He likes to do things his own way. He was used to working in a tattoo studio where he had people doing things for him, like managing his schedule and yada yada. And then we get into this business and it's like, okay, we've got to figure out how to do this. You know, people are aware that in relationship, 
you can have certain roles that work romantically that don't work in business. Like I need to put my, I saw you talk about this on the podcast with Lucas. You've got to put your trousers on, your pants on. You've got to get into boss mode. That's that masculine energy. And as women, we also get to play in that energy. So I had to figure out how to relate to Lucas and my masculine energy while keeping that spark alive and respecting his right to feel powerful and purposeful. And it's a dance. So we're figuring it out day by day. I feel like well, and a big part of that is getting clear on what you're both good at and what you're both not so good at. And then allowing each other to stay in your own respective lane. So I think of it sometimes like we divide and conquer, but we also do so much together. I just recognize that there's certain things that Lucas is best to handle and I trust him and I let him handle it. And I'm like, you go do that. Let's go into our divide and conquer mode now and, you know, come back and let me know when it's my, my time. Wow. I love that. So really deciding your lanes. Exactly. And knowing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you, you talk about amplifying a man when you're with them. I believe when we're with somebody, we can either diminish them and drag them down for our own personal motive, our mm -hmm. own personal gain, which is actually our lack, you know, where you say to the person you're with, oh, you, you look shit, or you, you shouldn't be doing that, or they think this of you. That's simply to make yourself feel better. Exactly. Or you go the other way and you light their candle. And your partner, you elevate them. You make them feel amazing. You're just like, you lift them up. You put them on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. You're just like, you are everything. You are, you know, I'm Tyler's biggest fan. I love that. I see it in you too. And it is so inspiring. And I relate to it. And that is the secret source of a successful relationship. Wow. So you're his biggest fan? Absolutely. And he is mine too. I love that. And we put each other on. We talk about each other. I mean, mm -hmm. I saw the podcast I got to see, and this is just one little example of it, right? I love learning from Lucas. I never get bored of our conversations. We go on walks every single day. I am not bored. We feel both so stimulated in the relationship because we're interested in each other's ideas. So whether it be going on our daily walks or me tuning in and watching the podcast, I want to hear what he has to say. And then it's the bonus that I get to hear that he's speaking so highly of me and hyping me up and then, so you know beautiful. we get to be here now and carry on the conversation no i love that yeah because you were saying you know what's amazing is we've built this multi-million dollar empire together we've built this like whole thing mm -hmm. and like you're so intertwined it's amazing it's like the feminine and the masculine energy that dances yeah and the two of you are just like doing it i mean relationship is such a big part of life and it's so funny because we can live our lives i was a single mom for a while we before my my previous relationship we can live a life where we feel independent we can do it all but suddenly you come home to an empty house yes and there comes a point when it's like okay are you gonna be 40 and still fucking single when are you going to actually go, you know what? I'm going to give somebody a chance who I really love. Mm -hmm. When are you going to stop being commitment folk? When are you actually going to share your life with somebody? Because what else are you doing it for? Mm -hmm. Yourself? You don't want a family? Like, you don't have to have kids, but a family is you two. Mm -hmm. Your family can be you two and your dog. It can be you two and your dog or just you two and your cat or your budgies or, yes. like, whatever. But, like, it, what are you doing it for? You know, like you want somebody to share that love with. If I didn't have a partner, if you, we'd be so lonely. 
Yeah, I believe that life is so much better with a partner when you find the right person, of course. I mean, respect to everyone who is out single right now and doing your own thing and being healthy and well and loving yourself and surrounding yourself with people. But we're also, we're not like, we're not islands. We're, I think, tribal creatures. Yes. And so connection is important. It's healthy. And if it's not romantic connection, then at least making sure that you're getting out and having a social life and getting out of the house. And I'm saying this as someone who loves to hermit and hibernate, but I have to remind myself that yes, you need to get out in the world and you need to interact with people and be open to love, be open to being vulnerable, be open to your flaws being witnessed. That is how you let love in. Very true. That's beautiful. Oh, I love that. I got goosebumps when you said it. How do you manifest? You've manifested you've manifested so much love into your life. I just love hanging with you. You know, when you're at my house, I, love day, I was so. like, oh my God, I just think you're a beautiful soul. Mm -hmm. How do you manifest? What are your techniques? I feel like a lot of the techniques that we have figured out along the way, Lucas and I are probably quite aligned with what you do with scripting, visualization, mental rehearsal. We bring in the breath work. Going into a non-ordinary state of consciousness is huge for us because I recognize that the quicker you can embed a new belief in your subconscious, yep. the quicker you, you can embody it. Amen. Right? Yes, totally. And amen means, and so it is. Yes. So embodying what you believe, what you, what you aspire to ultimately is going to accelerate it manifesting into reality. One of the things that sometimes people will ask us is like, how do you work with these high profile people? How do you end up working with these clients? Like that must be a dream come true. And I can say that if you don't believe that you are worthy of something, then when it comes along, you're going to fuck it up right? We self-sabotage wow. when we feel inadequate. Uh -huh. We get fumbly, we get awkward, we put people on pedestals that otherwise could be our equals. And so I think doing that inner work to anchor in like you do, I mean, all of the work that you do with the scripting society and so on is so powerful because we're giving ourselves the opportunity to decide yes. what identity we want to adopt in life. You got it. And then when you choose that identity and you consciously claim it and you embed it in the subconscious, whether it be through breath work or scripting or meditation or hypnosis or whatever, maybe it all works. Then when you go out into reality, you are a, a calibrated a vibrational match to those things. So um, I would say that for me, when it comes to say these like opportunities that do blow my mind often where I'm like, is this really happening? Pinch me. The reason why it keeps happening is because I'm relaxed in the occurrence of it. And people around me feel that. And it's like, okay, this is natural. Like this is where you belong. This is where you're meant to be. And I notice that when I'm anxious and feeling unworthy, my energy's off. Mm -hmm. So I really try to cultivate relaxation every single day relaxation in the expansion meaning can i play a bigger game and feel safe doing it wow so there with this okay so let's go to it your morning or your ritual that you mm -hmm. do daily is it that you do you breathe for five minutes 10 minutes what do you do and then what do you follow it with yeah it really depends so typically when i wake up in the morning 
I am quiet. So Lucas and I, we've figured out again our way of doing things. We don't really talk when we wake up. We go into our practice. So I'll get into, I like my red light therapy and I have a panel. So I'll sit in front of my red light panel and I go into meditation and I'll typically meditate for about 20 to 30 minutes. And I also practice something called A Course in Miracles. So I'll listen to A Course in Miracles with Marianne Williamson or I'll read the text. And then from there, I'll go into my breath work. So I'll open up the door. I try to get fresh air in yeah. for the breath work. Do my five minutes of breath work. Is it just awaken daily? <sighs> yep, exactly. In so through the mouth? I will, it will change. So I'll either do in through the nose and out through the mouth for 10 breaths, 10 second hold, 20 breaths, 20 second hold, 30 breaths, and then hold for as long as feels comfortable. Or I'll do mouth breathing. The mouth breathing will give you an accelerated experience. So you start to feel a bit kind of trippy and spacey. That's that non-ordinary state that I'm describing. Um, you really start to connect into that. So if I'm wanting a deeper experience, I go for the mouth breathing. Wow. And we've said this plenty online, but for those listening right now, I'm not saying to breathe through your mouth in everyday life, but specifically for a five minute practice, it will supercharge it. Um, you don't want to do it while driving or, you know, standing up or in a pool or anything like that. But if you're seated, if you're on the floor or you're on your bed and you want to really charge up your energy and get into a kind of euphoric state, it's a game changer. Doing the breath through the mouth? Exactly. Yeah. And how many do you do? So typically I'll do five minutes as a minimum. Yeah. Any faster? Um, sometimes I go faster than that. So for example, I could go into. Oh, that's different to what I've been doing. Wow. So you can relax your lips and your face or you can blow more. It's up to you. Um, and then you can also go. Right. So you'll start to feel that lightheadedness. You'll be familiar with that. I know you do oh, it yeah, already. Yeah, you're like, you're time. a seasoned vet in it. Um, so that's typically the start of my morning routine. And then from there, I'll get up. Lucas and I start talking. We make cacao together. And then we usually sit. And this is a good, a good segue. So usually what Lucas and I do daily is we call it tuning in. So we'll have our cacao and we sit on the couch and we start to tune into our intuition and see if we have messages to share. Wow. And he loves hearing me share my intuitive download of the day. So usually it will be him saying, let's tune in. What have you got? I want to hear. And yeah, I'll start tuning in and I close my eyes and I breathe and I feel and I allow my intuition to come and I start to scan over our life. And any areas where I feel intuition coming through, I share it and we talk through it. And we often will get out our diaries or a to-do list and we make plans. And from there, we'll go out on a walk and talk about ideas. And then we get into our workout and then the workday. Oh my And that's God. every day. God, I love it. Okay, wait, you guys got me for my birthday cacao yes. ceremony box. So you do that every day? Mm-hmm. So how 
like um, you do the full cacao ceremony every morning pretty much i mean i would say if there is an exception to it like let's say if he's got a client really early or if i do yeah, or yeah. something like that there might be an exception but generally that is our every day and it's been like that i'd say for about seven eight years Amazing. of consistency do you get that same hit that you get with the normal cacao ceremonies doing it every morning I don't rely on the cacao to yeah. tap into my intuition. The cacao for me is about creativity, yes. connecting into my heart. I also just absolutely love it. At this point, me and cacao are like, I we're it. one. I know, I love it so much. I'm the same. I just, it was the best gift. I was yeah. like, she's so cute. Aww. It's so beautiful. So then you tap, yeah, see, do you flow? So your intuition, will you just sit and be like, babe, I feel like we've got to do a show here. We've got to do, that's it. Exactly. Or you'd be like, I feel like you're going to do this or I've got to do this or. Yeah. So wow. you know that the meme sayings like behind every successful man is a woman, something, something. I can't remember how it goes. A powerful woman. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like we have that going on yes. where he consults me in pretty much every decision that he makes. What are you feeling on it? What's your read on it? feedback for me that would help and he takes notes like he's humble I fucking love it and it allows me to pour into him because I feel seen I feel recognized I feel yes. valued and also it's a win-win like why wouldn't I want him to be successful because it makes him happy and it feeds back into our 100%. life and relationship so I just yeah go to town on helping him as much as I can with my clarity and we've done it enough now that I've seen it works. And when I offer him guidance, it tends to lead to more success and results. So we've got a good formula going. Oh my God, I love that. It's so exciting. Can you imagine a life where you effortlessly magnetize your dreams to you? Financial success, the love of your life, the family of your dreams and everything you've ever dreamed of at your fingertips. With my approach to manifesting, I have a practical method where you use the power of your creative words. It's called scripting. We write in the past tense in a certain way to attract all our desires to us. I've done this. I met my husband in three weeks doing this. I helped myself heal twice. I helped myself get rid of a rash on my body. I have helped myself to elevate myself and get myself out there to so many people. I've changed my bank account number. I've added two zeros onto it. I have created abundance like I could never dream of. The most beautiful homes around the world. And you can do this too, like so many of my clients are currently doing right now. The success stories speak for themselves. I want to show you how to do it. This is for somebody who is ready though. Don't even bother coming unless you are ready to transform your life. If you feel like, oh, I'm on the fence. I don't know. None of this shit really works. Then baby, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for you. This works for somebody who says, I'm ready. I'm ready to try something else. Try using the power of my words. I want to learn in a curriculum. I want to be in a group with other like-minded individuals and I want to win. This is for entrepreneurs who are ready to go to the next level or maybe get out of corporate America and go to the entrepreneurship world. If you're ready, come and join us inside the Scripting Society and I'll see you there. Did you know he was your soulmate when you met? Because he spoke on the show about you guys being in a soul contract. Yeah. What's that mean to you? And did you know he was your person? I didn't. No, I didn't. Really? So him and I had this really sweet connection. True story. We met at a nightclub. 
got goosebumps and I'm also laughing really like 18 hard. years I, ago I can't even believe this happened I had a fake ID <laughs> even cooler yeah <laughs> and this was in New Zealand had my fake ID I was with all of my girlfriends we were all single he was with all of his guy friends he saw um one of my best friends and he was like she is exactly my best friend's type so this was nothing to do with us he was like i need to match make them and this is so lucas like he's always thinking about how he can he can help other people so he's like oh my god i can oh, see that that'd be a great god. couple like i need to connect them so he does his cupid thing and match makes my best friend and his best friend we were third wheeling so they started dating and lucas and i would go on the dates together and we would just giggle and hang out and it was so silly and playful and we'd be like the commentary on them dating and uh, after a while the friendship just started to develop and we became like two peas in a pod so it, it reminds me of an awkward cute coming of age teen movie where he would pick me up from my house like I was living with my parents at the time and he would pick me up and Wednesday through to Sunday we would hang out and we would go partying together. And it went from being with all of our friends to just the two of us. Like we were mischievous adventure buddies and we would go out. And then one day I remember he had a party at his house and one of his friends ended up driving me home. And long story short, his friends slept over at my house, but not in a sexual romantic type of way. Huh. He freaked out. And the next day he was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I can't believe that this has happened. And I'm like, what is going on? Like with besties, what are you talking about? And he was like, don't you get it? I'm in love with you. Oh, it, not even hooked up. Uh, no, it was completely new to me. And he was like, I need space. I can't believe that you've had this guy staying at your house. And I was like, whoa, why do I feel like I've lost a limb? By him not talking to me it was like I realized that I was in love with him too <laughs> and so then we had our first date he forgave me he was like okay cool I can let this go and we had our first date How and the rest is then? history 17 and okay, so it was like that age yeah yeah oh and God. then two weeks later I moved in and we've lived together ever since <laughs> holy shit yeah hey I moved in with Tyler after like one day. We moved in. When you know, you together. know. We okay. Like, Fuck it, let's just move in. I think I've heard that quite a bit with people who just know, and I think that you just have to trust that. Like, if the vibes are there, follow it. Babe, I why wait? Great that that you just did the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is so cool. I feel like I have so much to learn from you because seventeen years. Like, did you ever break up? Yes. So I did not ever think that we would break up, but in 2020, I mean, what was that? At that point, we had been together for 15, 14 years, I think. Um, I started to feel like I didn't know who I was as an adult without him. And it was this coming of age existential crisis for those who know astrology. It was my Saturn return. It was messy and hectic. And I really started to question, who am I? Like, who am I without him? Am I even my own person? It was so uncomfortable. And so for nearly two years, I grappled with this question in the relationship. 
And I told him about it. I was like, I'm starting to question things. I don't know what is going on. So this started in 2018. 2020 was the peak of this ego death, basically, that I was going through where everything that I thought I knew about my life was falling apart. It was also COVID, which doubled down on the toxicity. and Exactly. Yeah. The business, we had to cancel our whole tour. It was a full thing. So I got to this point where I was like, the honest thing to do is to acknowledge that every single time I was sitting in meditation at that point, my inner guidance was saying, you need to let go. You are terrified and you need to let go and trust that you will be caught. I was so scared. I remember I would have panic attacks and be crying to him and being like, I love you so much. And to me, our relationship is perfect. So why do I feel like I need to find out what exists beyond it? And he would just support me through it the best way he knew how, which was obviously super painful and hard. And then, yeah, one day I said, I think I need to... I, I need to just trust this because I'm, I've been fighting for too long. And so that day we broke up, but it wasn't, it wasn't a breakup. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I need space. It was like hugging each other and looking into each other's eyes and being Crying. like, you are my best friend and I love you so much. And I'm so fucking scared. And I don't know what this is going to look like. And him being like, you have got this. And I just want you to be happy and to feel relief. It was wild. So we made an agreement. We had one event that we we still had on and we were like, let's go and we'll do it together and we'll keep the business and we'll just work together as friends. So we left for our tour and this was, like you said, right in the thick of COVID. Things were still like we were right there in this tense pocket of life. And I had this moment where I got back to the Airbnb that we were at and I looked at him and it was like a gravitational field and I just wanted to hug him and like be with him. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. We're not together now. It's not like, like that. And I just remember crying and being like, this is ridiculous. I love you now more than ever. Like, I'm just falling in love with you all over again. And I'm realizing that this whole breakup was really more about me proving to myself that I'm okay no matter what. And I, I get to choose you. It's not from a place of, I don't know who I am without you. It's like, no, through and through, whether it's 17 year old me or adult me now, I choose you. So it was a rebirth. And I guess what I would say to anyone who is going through a tricky time with a soulmate relationship or with someone that you feel like you're meant to be with forever, it happens. I've subsequently heard from actually a lot of couples who have been together like 25, 30 years and beyond who say that these cycles happen in relationship. And if I had known that, I would have related to it differently. Um, I probably would have had a lot more trust that I'm in like a growth phase and I just need some space. Having said that though, I think a part of the magic was that I fully believed that I was leaping off the cliff. And I was like, this is it. Did and you I'm feel terrified. like you found your identity in that moment? Do you feel like you found who Halla was without Lucas or no? Yeah, I did. And you know what? More than anything I found was courage and self-respect. 
because I was honest and I followed through on my word and I communicated to him the whole way. I didn't go out and date anyone. I didn't hook up with anyone, nothing. We were together the whole time, but it was this feeling of like, you can do hard things and you're gonna be okay. I mean, another fear that I've had being in a long-term relationship, honestly, is him passing away. Like when I'm old, I think about that kind of things, that kind of thing. It's so morbid, but I'm like, how will I even survive without my person? Yeah, I speak about this and I feel like that's why they say you you can die of a heartache, yeah. heartbreak. Right, I believe that so fully. So do I, you, you could totally die of a heartbreak. And your you souls someone. are intertwined And you at came that from point. the previous life into this one and you'll go to the next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's emotional, it's so beautiful. I never believed in one soulmate. I and know, I, I also, heard that on the yeah, podcast. Like, but I also, I believe that you, some people have multiple soulmates mm -hmm. where it's, they had a previous lifetime, there's another one, it's just different. Time doesn't really exist. It's just like, but it, you, I actually don't think there are multiples. I now have to say, having been here in this moment, there are not multiple soulmates in one lifetime. Mm. There is one in this lifetime. That's where I feel now. And we feel like someone's our soulmate, but it's only when you meet your actual soulmate that you go, fuck, what the fuck was that? Right, there's that levels to it. That was not a soulmate. <laughs> that was, or, you know, your soulmate's your twin flame, essentially. Mm -hmm. Some people separate them, but I think, you know, there's such a difference. I So I didn't believe in one person until I meet people like you. I love that. And then I see it and I'm like, no, no, that is their soulmate. And mm -hmm. then I was, I'm in that situation. So I'm like, wow, when you know you're with the right one, all the other things you felt just fade away. And of course you'd be with them if they were the, your actual soulmate. Mm -hmm. But we get caught up and I've even said it like in fucking interviews, oh my God, this is my soulmate. Cause I'm so excited by it. Mm -hmm. But actually being in it is a totally different feeling. Right, yeah. When you drop into it, you, you just know. And in the same way that other experiences have come through in my life with spirituality, with connecting with guides, with having clearer intuition flowing through, with finding my purpose. There are so many different areas of life where I think we can think that we've got the thing. And then when we really get it, it's an embodied experience. Like we feel it in our bones. We feel it in our energy. Yes. We relax. We're not trying to make it happen anymore. It's like, no, this is it. I've arrived. <laughs> love that but that's exactly the feeling mm -hmm. i've arrived like when i attract certain things into my life i know this is it mm -hmm. somebody asked me today how do you quantum leap as opposed to manifest small things well you just don't you don't place it and say it's a big deal you don't say oh my god it's a huge thing i'm manifesting it's just no different to the cup of cup cup of coffee that you manifested right or the gift that somebody gave you it's you're manifesting on just the same level just with a different idea it's only you that places the limitations and says oh my god that house is the big deal mm -hmm. no physically it's bigger than your last but for the universe, it's just a drop in the ocean. Do you know how small we are? Mm -hmm. Everything on planet Earth, the entire planet Earth is a drop in the universe. Yes, I love that. So why do we feel, <laughs> oh my God, I have to say this is such a fucking big deal to manifest this thing. Mm -hmm. we, we don't. It blows my mind actually just seeing whether it be again with love or with wealth or with opportunities. You can meet certain people who think that a big thing is natural 
effortless, normal, expected. I have a tattoo on my arm that says expect miracles. And even that, even the belief that miracles are normal to some people is unbelievable and over the top. But if I expect miracles every day, they happen to me every day. Yes. I wake up and I say in the mirror every day and I look directly in the mirror and I'm like, today is the best day. Today, I got amazing news. Today, I got unexpected good news. I am a magnet to good luck. Like, you know, that was that trend on TikTok, the lucky girl thing. Mm -hmm. Honey, that was a trend for you and for you and for you who, I don't mean you, but them who, it was like, they used it for three weeks. We wake up every day and it's like, I'm lucky. Yes. I do that lucky girl ritual all day, every day. That's all I know. Exactly. And that is, that is the difference between us and the lives that we're creating right now and those who look at, at people like us and go, you got it lucky. It's easy for you to say, you had those opportunities handed to you, yada, yada. And it's like, no, I committed, I chose, I I spoke that into existence. I breathed that into my body. I worked for that and I made it my natural state. Love that. So beautiful. Let's talk about boundaries. Yes. You, yeah, yeah, right. I know. Oh, I love some boundaries. Okay, let's go. Okay. You guide us on boundaries. Yeah, there's so much I could say about boundaries, but I think right off the top, we were chatting before the podcast. You know, when you're a caring, loving, heart-centered person that wants to give and pour into other people, it can be super testing, right, on our boundaries because our natural inclination is to give, is to be kind, is to be thoughtful. And a part of adopting a successful identity is also recognizing that there needs to be boundaries around when you give. There needs to be reciprocity in your life. There needs to be respect. And every single one of us has to decide what we will and won't tolerate. And I know for me, like, people-pleasing was a thing. I was such a people pleaser for so long and really suffered through codependency, being like, who am I if I'm not helping other mm -hmm. people? Who am I if I'm not fixing the problems and pouring into people and listening, holding space, being the counselor to all my friends? And I had to get honest that I was drained <laughs> and that was not allowing me to expand. So as I've deepened with my spirituality, what I've realized is, I also deserve a seat at the table as a, or an expression of God, as a fractal of God, source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, I also matter. And so for anyone listening, if you have a tendency to put other people first, a part of adopting a more spiritual perspective of your life, a part of connecting to the divine is to recognize that you are also that and if you're putting everyone else first and becoming like a doormat, there's a blind spot there and it's waiting to be addressed. It's waiting for those boundaries to be put into place so that you can feel, you know, like whether you want to call it a queen or a boss or to feel free, plenty of different words that we could use to describe it. But self-respect is as important as how you show up for everyone else. Wow. I think saying no sometimes is saying yes. 
Absolutely. For every opportunity that you say no to, you're also saying yes to something else and vice versa. There's a polarity, 100%. Yeah. Saying no means actually I respect myself in this and I don't want to do it. People who have to answer the phone upon impulse, mm -hmm. they have no boundaries. People who cannot miss a text don't have boundaries. It's okay to reply a day later. It's okay to say to someone that doesn't serve you and doesn't make you feel good every day, I can't see you this week. All right, I won't be able to see you for a while. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not alienating yourself. It's just distancing yourself from people that have shit energy. Hey, this is not yes. sad bitch energy. This is own it, fucking bad bitch energy. Yes. This is like, I wake up and I choose who I want to be. And it means I cannot be around vampire, sucking, draining people mm -hmm. who take my energy. It's why when I, I'm around people, they're like, they feel they know. It's like, wow, she really let me in. Because I don't really have so many friends. Have many acquaintances. Right, I'm the same. Mm -hmm. For me to actually say, like with you two, come to my home. Let, like, we're couple friends. Tyler yeah. and you guys are super close. Like, for me to be like, I want to, I really want to have our friendship. That is like, wow, I really fucking like these people. And this links into your intuition, right? So I use my intuition to inform the boundaries that I set. And I'm exactly the same as you. I have a really tight circle and I am more interested in quality over quantity in all areas of my life. So I'd rather have a few really, really aligned friends than hang out with a bunch of people that end up actually being a distraction. Agreed. And along the way, you know, as you start to become more shiny or magnetic or successful or inspired or empowered, whatever it may be for you, there are going to be people who are attracted to that and who want to in invite you out so that they can have a coffee to pick your brain and they want to hang out with you so that they can get free counseling and coaching. Exactly. Do you have male friends? I do. Mm -hmm. And does he have girlfriends? We both have male and female friends. But we hang out with most of our friends together. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think the togetherness is a big part of it. Because then agree. you don't feel like on the outside of like that. Yeah. And speaking of boundaries, when it comes to relationship, there have been times where both Lucas and I have had to express that we don't feel comfortable with certain things. And I think if you're really honest with each other and you can see that tender place inside that's speaking like, hey, when you do this, it it brings up insecurities for me or I feel uncomfortable, then they can hear where you're coming from. And of course, there may be little uncomfortable moments along the way where it's like you saying that is unreasonable, yada, yada. But I think if you can aim as much as possible to work together and communicate from your tender vulnerability, then those boundaries can be understood and respected and honored. I love that. And it I ends think, up being a win-win. I believe boundaries are so important and being able to say to somebody like, hey, I don't mind this, but I do mind this. Like, this is too far from me. It makes me feel hurt. Like you were saying before we started, you were like, there was a time when you felt like the uncomfortable moment of, hey, this is making me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you have to express that to your partner, otherwise you bottle it up and then- That is the worst thing to do. Right. We don't want to be building resentment toward each other. And I think communication is everything in relationship. If you have things that are bothering you, sort it out yourself, meditate on it, breathe on it, journal about it, or speak about it.
hundred percent and yeah. just actually be able to express it because mm-hmm. that's when you know like fuck we are a couple who is indestructible like we can do this yeah because you listen to me and mm-hmm. i feel seen and you feel safe yes exactly and you said that so beautifully like i feel every morning when lucas and i sit down we do our cacao ceremony every morning I feel seen because he listens to my intuition. He says, yeah. what's on your mind? Tell me, what can you see? What do you feel? And then you go for it and then you express what you feel mm-hmm. and he listens. And that's how you, you've gotten to this place of 17 years the whole way. There wasn't like a year out, yeah. two years out. It was like, no bitch, we did this. We're doing this, yeah. 17 years. There's not like an in out. When you do makeup breakup, that's not your soulmate. That's just like an ego, like lustful relationship. We've all been there, by the way. Like my first love, I was in and out of it back and forth and I thought he was my soulmate. Oh my God. <laughs> Only when I met Tyler did I realize what a fucking soulmate is. Yeah. It, it's so different. It really is. And there is an ease to it. I I see so many people in relationships who play games and it's so complicated and it feels like such hard work. And I really pray for everyone listening that you can experience the ease of being with someone where you feel safe and respected and like you can speak your truth. It doesn't mean it's easy. It does require work, but it's worth putting in the work to continue that ease and and that transparent connection. Like that's how you become two peas in a pod is where things are out in the open and there's a safe space for for truth to guide the relationship and your life choices. Oh my God, babe, this has been so beautiful. And I love the element <laughs> of relationships. On, yeah. Relationships are my favorite topic. So fun. The audience love it. Our audience here of the Law of Attraction Secrets, they are massive into relationship and biohacking. We just found out on fucking rice. Um, <laughs> it went viral, this clip on rice. I was okay. like, okay, so biohacking. We're all about bettering ourselves in all the ways. Exactly, you know? <laughs> and that's it, it's bettering ourselves. So that makes sense. Thank you so much for coming today. You're a beautiful soul i've enjoyed every moment with you Me too. and i really appreciate your vulnerability that you've like open booked it and mm-hmm. just not held anything back i'm like ah! <laughs> i know what i've learned how to stay together for 17 years plus i was saying this morning to myself in my meditation like god i want to be with him for 50 plus years, mm. which takes me to like- Cutest old couple right? Ever. So I was like, <laughs> I really wanna go like that long. I, mm. I don't wanna do this for a minute. I wanna be, I'm here and I'm in. And I believe if you don't love hard, you'll never love at all. You have to love so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Love is so beautiful. I love the way you do love loving each other and you're all in and you're growing together. And I already see the amplification that's happening in the relationship. And from where I'm sitting, it reminds me a lot of Lucas and I in the most beautiful way. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh, babe, thank you. <laughs> so inspired. If you guys have enjoyed yeah. today, make sure that you tag your favorite clip. Just take a screenshot of what you're watching right now on the screen and tag me at Natalia. Tasha Graziano, I repost my favorites. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. Hello, thank you so much for coming. We'll see you again.